Well, you know, it's party time, Mom, so welcome to another episode of the Chad Pray, the show here in the Mothership, which is Studio 22. We are hanging out here. Puppet Master Mark driving this. Where are we going today, Mark? I, You know what? <laughs> I got so many things on my mind. It's a Monday. It's It's gone through the weekend. When I have this many days between episodes... I'm like, there's things I want to say. Yeah, it, it all gets it all gets stored up in there, and then you just have to let it out. And we traveled yeah. a lot last week, so there were a lot of things that happened in the news. We're going to go into some of those topics. We're going to get a little off the rails today. I've got hot news. Natalie sitting over here in the hot seat. Party foul Steve at the party foul pub looking all dapper and fine. Look at him with the tie. Yes. Got a tie on. Yeah, he matches your Houston Astros. Oh. The Astros were not able to pull it out last week. That's okay. It's okay because they're going to be back in the playoffs next year. I still support team. my team, though. But I'll tell you what, man. Uh, Got to give it to the Washington Nationals, man. I mean, they, what a story of them coming back. And I mean, because they were horrible the first half of the season. They were. and They, they, were... they became unstoppable. I feel like Fozzie the Bear in this big furry rug thing I'm wearing, you know? I, I, I just... was trying to go all Yellowstone, but now I feel like I'm wearing a, a bear outfit without the head and the hands i think it looks cozy it's appropriate for the weather hey i've said it's cold in here it is cold not cold in here it's cold is it cold in here candice candice the queen of the ethiopians is my litmus test for all things factual (laughs) it's cold absolutely it's subarctic in here that's for sure yeah Yeah. i don't know maybe my blood pressure's up i don't know 22 degrees 22 degrees here in studio 22 Hanging out here with you guys on a Monday afternoon. Hope you had a good weekend. Going to get into this thing. I got a lot I want to get to. I, we're, I'm not going to. I'm not going to drive you crazy with content today. But there's a couple of things we want to talk about. Hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoyed last Thursday's Halloween episode with Glenn Beck, and uh, it's it really eye opening. If you you need to watch it three or four times. I learned. Did you? A lot. It all hinges on the dog. Yeah. And if you missed it, you got to go back. You got to go back and watch last Thursday night's podcast with Glenn Beck. Hillary 2020 all hinges on the dog. And I, I didn't know that. I, know. I didn't know that until he enlightened me. There's a lot to that story. There's a lot of things that he did not go into, but I'm telling you, it hinges on this dog. And one of the things he didn't yeah. bring up in the show is the Hillary, uh, or I'm sorry, the Clinton Canine Foundation. I'm telling you, this dog that chased down Al Baghdadi, going to be going to mark my words. We're 17 months away. Can I say something? No, real we're quick? 14 months away. What? I I went to recently, not too long ago. Went to a. No, we are 12 months away. I had to spit out some food in my mouth. What? Okay. What'd you say? I recently went to a, a graduation for the U.S. Secret Service. It was such a cool honor to be there. We got to take a tour, and I got to see. A, dogs that were in training to mm. work with the u.s secret service um and i wanted to go love them all but they would eat me you know what i mean like they're like they're yeah. these are these dogs are they are doing exactly what they want to do and they're not really nice no not really they're not trained to do no that. they're not trained to, they're, to they're, hug on me they're they're soldiers of, of the cross but they, they are really badass are. And, and i'll tell you this uh gaston mooney the president of blaze television network sent me a video of a dog of a of a police canine being released on somebody and it bit the guy right in the nuts. What out! What out! Yeah. My dog, my one of my dogs, Cash, we had he had broke his tooth. He broke his left canine. So he had to get it removed out and stitched up stuff. But we got it in a jar. It's like that. It's like it's like two and a half inches long. 
and massive. It's a bone. It's like prehistoric. Mm. Yeah, come on. Hey, let me tell you something. You like the little bit of gray I got in my hair here? Look at that. <laughs> it's nice. But you know what? Losing it sucks. Yeah. I'd rather it turn gray than turn loose. And a lot of people, they're losing their hair. You guys are out there. And I want to help you with that because what you may not know there's a cause for it. You got this hormone in your body, and it's it's probably because you're losing. The older you get, you're losing this hormone, DHT. You notice you can't even say the word hair without Steve running his fingers through nope. it. Steve's going to have one big bald spot just right there where his part is. I was just point. thinking about it. You were saying, you know. You, do you feel like your DHT levels are pretty solid? Yeah, I think so. You pretty much everything. That's, that's testosterone. Everything's it's running a type pretty of high. Testosterone. Well, if you got if you got it, you, you can prevent hair loss. But when listen, you start losing that stuff, you're in trouble. Well, the FDA has approved two hair treatment products that'll help control your DHT and prevent your hair loss. Problem is, it's expensive. You got to go to the doctor. You got to go to a visit, get a prescription. Well, I'm going to tell you about Keeps. You've heard me talk about it before, and this stuff really does work. I've seen some amazing before and after pictures of people who have used this stuff. It's actually, in many cases, regenerated hair growth. You can Keeps is going to give you the generic versions of those two FDA-approved hair products. So not only are they going to be up to 90% effective, you can afford them. And I got you half off to get you started. So with Keeps, you get to save your hair without ever leaving the couch. Answer a few questions online, snap some pictures of your hair, and a licensed doctor is going to review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. Ship discreetly to your door. Uh, and if you're tired of losing your hair, I'm going to give you a free online doctor consult and a 50% off of your first order. Try it 50% off. So go to keeps.com slash loss, keeps.com slash loss. I got a discreet package that showed up at my house yesterday. Was it Roman? Did I show you the gray in my hair? Uh, hey, look at that gray. What was in your package? It was it was Roman. What was in there? Uh, it was sildenafil. Okay, thank you. Yeah, which is the generic version of uh, well, sildenafil. <laughs> anyway, Portland, Maine. If you drink the White Claws, Candice, mm. you don't. You're not really a drinker. I have not, but I've heard a lot of buzz about them, and yeah. apparently there's yeah. a shortage across the country of a white shortage claws. of white yeah, claws. Now, if you don't know what white demand. claws are, they're the they're the new girl drink, right? They're the Bad. new. It's like a seltzer water with alcohol, and it's got a flavor to it, you know. Because let's let's name some of the girl drinks over the years. Zima, Zima. You've had Zima. Zima. You had Mike's Smir- Hard Lemonade. Smirnoff. Smirnoff. Smirnoff Ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I, like I, I've heard that Coors Mike's Light. Hard Lemonade. What Coors Light? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that Mick Ultra. I've heard that the the Mike's Hard Lemonade will get you set back. Like it'll get you bang bang. I don't know. I've never tried that stuff. I don't. I really have no desire. I don't. No. Most of them are. A lot of them are too sweet for me. Like do you, do you have a girl drink that you drink? I don't drink. That's right. You don't drink. But. But it, I have, oh, I've tasted that stuff, and I totally understand why it's a girl drink. I like the sweet. You said you don't like the sweet, but I love sweet, so yeah. that could get me in trouble really quickly. Candace, not really a big drinker. Mark, not really a big drinker. Mark, you'll have a beer every now and then, every so often, right? And that's that's. It. But this stuff, I had a sip of this white claw because Matlock and his wife came over to the house. Steve, you were there, and then she left them. She drank one and left the whole twelve pack in the refrigerator. So there they sit. So if you want to, I'm, I'm going to put them on eBay, charge a premium for these things because there's a shortage, but it's kind of like a seltzer water mm-hmm. with, it's got alcohol in it and blah, blah, blah. And so these girls have gone totally white claw, 
right? I mean, that's just become the thing. And so there is this saying that says, um, it says, they've kind of been doing this thing, a popular saying, ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. Well, the Portland, Maine police came out and said, they tweeted, they said, we've been aware, made aware of the saying to clear the air here in Portland, laws still apply even when you're drinking claws or drinking anything else retweet to keep your quote bros out of trouble now that's funny that's funny i love to see a police department with a sense of humor that's uh it's uh, yeah it's so uh rebecca jennings with vox she she described the drink she said it's water with bubbles that also has alcohol in it <laughs> seltzer has been very popular for a while and now this is seltzer that gets you drunk ain't no laws when you're drinking claws let's do uh cider was a big deal for a while too like yeah i think it's still a big deal but that's kind of become a man's drink they started making that stuff legit like potent huh yeah uh but i had a friend of mine eh, friend he was acquaintance work acquaintance back years ago and We'd go out to happy hour or whatever, you know, after work, after a long day of laboring in the cubicle. And (laughs) he would always order apple teenies. Right. Okay. So the little apple, the, the, yeah, it's, that's a girl drink. Pinky up. Yeah. That's, you know, at first it's a martini, which I've always enjoyed a good martini, you know, nice and dirty, not filthy, but put a jalapeno in there. I don't like the blue cheese and the olives, nothing like that. But but you're going to do that, and um, mm-hmm. um, the uh, I used to tell him, I said, you, you don't need to go into public, because he was a single guy. <laughs> I was a single guy, and I'm like, don't order apple teenies. He goes, but I enjoy them. And I said, it's not a good look, man. He goes, no, man, girls respect a man that know what they want. And I said, yeah, if you're talking like beer and shaving cream and an axe or a gun, yeah, they like that. Like when you're in flannel and like, I want my denim dark. So when you're drinking an apple freaking teeny, man, you just look like a girl. No offense to girls. But if you're a man, you shouldn't look like a girl. And this guy would just get hammered off of apple teenies, these green martinis all night long. And so every time we'd go out, he'd be like, man, girls respect a man and what they want. And then, and all these girls, I'd be like, what do you think about that? And she'd be like, what a douche. <laughs> How many guys bought that guy drinks? Uh, yeah. Did you ever buy him one? No. Nope. Uh. I never saw him with a girl. So I don't know where that's he like... came out with a philosophy of what girls want. I really don't, man. That's that's just that's crazy, crazy deal. Get to that in a minute. Um, did you know that Amazon? Like, okay, I went on an Amazon binge. Over, I like My problem is I get on airplanes and I get bored. And I start, that's when I start thinking of things I need or want in my mm-hmm. life like what would make my mostly i think of in terms of what would make my life easier when i'm traveling and things like that and i don't like going to stores because i don't like being around people a whole lot unless they're buying tickets to the show well it's like it, those travel mags in the back seat yeah. of the air oh they just plant, and you're you. like oh i want all of that well, i need it and you they used to put the sky i don't some airlines may american doesn't anymore just those shopping magazines come mm-hmm. on that had yeah, the sky mall that had all kinds of crap in there you know, like these things that you could inflate. It would just be like a globe around you your face it. while you're sleeping. And you, yes. so if you fall over, it bounces off the. There, We need to invent, seriously <laughs> invent a better way to sleep on a plane. Yes. I have seen the craziest crap, Steve, mm-hmm. advertised. Like they had that big blow up mm-hmm. pyramid that you laid forward on. Yeah. Yep. On your deal. 
there's there's two double vodkas <laughs> and you're good something that you hook to your body and then there's something here you just lay forward well and, and then i saw another thing that you hook around the back of the seat <laughs> right there that that goes around your neck and i'm like yeah that just doesn't look healthy in turbulence as soon as you strap all that in that lady next to you has got to get up to go pee and yeah. i sit on the aisle seats, well we so. sit on the aisle we tend to send tend to sit on the aisle seats but you know what I have found here recently is a lot of times because of how many miles we fly, we get upgraded quite a bit to first class. I'll catch myself after a two-hour flight or whatever about to land. I'm like, you know, I never even reclined. Like yeah. I got busy doing something, working on the computer mm-hmm. or whatever, and I didn't even think to recline the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, by God, these last five minutes, I'm laying back. And then they come by and say, sir, could you put your seat up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't sleep on a plane. I can't sleep sitting up. It's a horrible thing. I can't but, either. But we could, when I'm on the plane, I go shopping. I think about the things that I need, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to order this, I'm order this, I'm order this. And Amazon makes it too easy for you to buy things. Once you get on the app, literally you pick what you want, you add it to the cart, and it says buy now. And you just swipe. You don't fill anything out or anything like that. But did you know Amazon, they're destroying millions of new items that they can't sell. They're destroying them. So Amazon has toys, kitchen equipment. They got TVs, flat screen TVs. They can't sell them. Then they're just going to destroy them. They're going to get rid of them. So, or, well, so here you go. Uh, There was a French investigative documentary about companies that in that country um, that there were similar practices of warehouses in West Midlands, which I guess is what, France? Spoke Their spokesperson denied allegations and said company gave unused products to charity. But Amazon destroys millions of brand new items, uh, including the items I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. They have, as the British would say, lorry loads of goods, many still in their packaging. They're dumped in landfill. They're incinerated. That's crazy to me. Unused kitchen equipment, flat screen TVs. Just take it to the dump. Put it out there. Well, they just had a deal come out the other day about the supplements and stuff you buy on Amazon, about how much there there's so many of them out there that are not legitimate supplements, like vitamins Ooh. and stuff like that. See, all that stuff makes me wary. Yeah, it does. That's mm-hmm. you know, like like I read all the reviews on vitamins and the supplements that are out there because anything will make you lose weight. Look, bottom line, you got to stick your toes underneath the couch, do some sit ups. You got to exercise a little bit. My stomach's growling right now. I know. <laughs> because you got to burn. I, I Sorry, Mark, if you keep hearing that. Before you be hungry, you got to burn more calories. Yeah, than you take in. You, you know, um, than you take in. And yeah. I'm at a point now where, like, I've decided that I'm, I'm backing way off slash quitting the booze, the booze in my mm. life. And so now I'm almost giving myself permission to eat. Like, and I'm afraid I'm going to explode. Like, really. Candies, you like really explode. I'm worried about this Mm -hmm. because we all have that thing, you know, where we find our comfort. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I've tried to, that self-control is really tough and I love food. I tried to be anorexic once for like, did you? It lasted four hours. (laughs) I was like, I can't (laughs) do it. I was like, I'm just said, I'm not going to eat. I'm good. And then, you know, like, you know, on Survivor, they go without, you know, and then they all leaner i thought that i'm gonna do that it literally lasted four hours yeah so i just really like you're food. just like i'm just gonna starve myself i'm gonna do it i was thinking jesus fast are, are you gonna do days. that i'm gonna eat one more good meal 
Yo, oh, I, oh, I do that every Friday like, night. Well, every it's over. no, no, every Sunday night because I always start a diet on a Monday. Yeah. So every Sunday night, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat whatever I want because this is it. Yeah. And then it doesn't happen. It's hard. Maybe. Speaking of speaking of speaking of bad ingredients, um, DNA testing has revealed that a third of the migrants trying to come into the country faked their family relationships with their kids. With the kids, it wasn't their kids. ICE ran this pilot testing a few days in El Paso and in McAllen, Texas. 30% of the migrants tested with rapid DNA were lying about familial relations. The migrants with children can claim asylum and avoid detention in most cases. Mm. That's legit, huh? They're mm-hmm. selling kids or stealing kids just to be the family. Yeah, and they ship them right back down and bring them back up. Yep. That's the crazy thing. Candace, what's wrong with your people? <laughs> I mean, what is wrong with your people? I don't think they're doing anything that we wouldn't do if we Desperate. were in the same situation. Desperate. I mean, people to people, right? Yeah. Man's inhumanity to man, depravity, mm-hmm. all these things. The thing that gets me is these people that want to go online. You know how, okay, so, so, Candace, follow me on this. There's a Stephen King novel out there, and I, I read it a long time ago. I can't think of the name of it. It's Cell. That's what it's called, Cell. And it's about an impulse that triggers, and everybody that's talking on their cell phone when the impulse goes off, becomes basically like a zombie. Hmm. And they just, and so then if you weren't on your cell phone then, then you're normal. But now you're up against all these, you know, you're up against zombies, basically. Mm-hmm. I think the word Trump did that a couple of years ago. Like there was a pulse that went off. And now when people hear the word Trump, they just lose their freaking minds. Just lose their minds. Like, you can't even mention the president of the United States without people just going off. And one of the biggest things that I keep hearing is this, this man is stealing children away from his parents, uh, from their parents, and putting them in cages and Mm -hmm. selling them off. I mean, literally, I saw this on social media over the weekend. Someone was saying to me, this president is selling children. And I'm like, what planet do you live on Mm -hmm. to believe this garbage? You know, this detention stuff that started ultimately under Obama has massively reduced under Trump. Mm -hmm. But golly, man, people hear one narrative. And didn't we, Candace, correct me if I'm wrong, but hasn't the whole Russia hoax thing been debunked by now? Isn't that why we're on to the Ukraine? Several years ago, it was like a fish, you know, but they just recently declared it. Yeah. But I mean, it's still... But, I mean, going. people are still going to say he wouldn't have won without the Russians. And now we've jumped to, you're right, the Ukraine. It's from one Now we've gone on over to the, the, it doesn't make any sense to me. People, get your head out of your butts. It's stupid to me. It is just dumb. I was at the Social Security Administration office. How do you go to these places? I was helping my mom. Okay. Yeah. First and you were training Secret Service <laughs> agents. Now you're at the Social no, no, Security. No, not just one. To- Riding fire trucks. I see your Instagram. I know. I did get yeah, to do a ride along. A fire truck. I'm going to do a truck rant from the... Yes. Yeah. Uh, they'd love to have you. Um, I was there and there the two uh, security officers armed at this at the administration office. They were great. I ended up visiting with them because, you know, I'll talk to the wall if it'll listen in this this guy, his, his, his parents, he, he moved here when he was 11 from Africa. Uh-huh. And I asked him about his, and then he, they, he, parents became citizens. They lived in New York. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, he's a citizen and served our country in the army. And I said, how was it um, coming over, you know, 
for, you know, from Africa. And he said, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah. We just, my parents went through the process. Well, I've told you about immigrants that I know who've come in and you're like, well, I know it's a hard process. And they're like, not compared to where we used to live. That's what he was saying. He's, and he said, and I served our country in the army. Yeah. And now he works. Yeah. Now now, he's working for the government. Oh, social security. Social security. Yeah. He's a security officer there. He's great. Awesome guy. Name's Chad. Named after his own country. Nice. There's <laughs> I, a, I mean, there's a million there's a million immigrants a year that do it legally, right? Absolutely. So there's a million people before whoever's trying to do it illegally. How hard can it be? Got to wait I in mean, line. I, and look, yeah. I, I'm all for you. I feel empathetic for you, but mm-hmm. I just quit. Like this whole Trump impulse when people hear that name, they're like, ah, I mean, they just lose their freaking mind. You know, Steve and I were driving into the um, driving into the studio today, and every now and then I like to get on. I'm on Sirius XM. I like to go over to the progress channel and listen to what the left has to say. And I listen to them quite often. And I mean, they're like F Trump and, you know, don't come, don't bring your F and this to the city. And don't you come to California with your F and rakes about our wildfires. And I'm like, when would you ever hear a conservative pundit who would just go off like that on a nationally syndicated radio show about Obama? You just didn't hear that kind of stuff. These people are triggered to the nth degree. And look, you know, I got people. I want to go off for a little bit on social media. Did you hear that? Did you see the lady that called me fat, Candace? <gasps> yeah, you can't. You can't. Oh, girl, go on, get out of here, Candace. I, I, see, Candace got so mad. She's she so mad she left. She left the room. That no, the woman who said, "Chad, I used to like it when you did little short truck videos, and you were funny." And she's what she called me. She said you were the. Uh, it was it wasn't ripped or cut. It was uh, I was something talking about how chiseled she said you were chiseled ranter okay yeah she said i like that but now you know got you gotten uh chunky and angry she said you must be hangry (laughs) (laughs) and i said well you're old and crotchety (laughs) (laughs) and so then it then it went on to give her like 750 comments underneath that i i can really ruin your day yeah, I can really ruin your day because all I got to do is comment under one of your stupid comments, and it's going to make for a bad day. Mm-hmm. Had a dude uh, yesterday, or no, a couple days ago, who came at me about um, about a post that I had made. And he said, "Well, that happened two months ago," and I was like, "Well, I'll make sure to run everything." You know, you write it, you out a new material. That that story happened two months ago. Well, it was still relevant today. And he's like, "I'm like." I'll just run everything through you from now on for your approval. <laughs> and so now everybody started jumping his ass, and it, and he was just, like, coming back at him. You know, you're a bunch of sheep. Chad doesn't know what he's talking about. Chad doesn't have – you know, Chad's just an opinion person. He's not affiliated with any news organization. Yeah, he's not a journalist. Him. You know, and you're following him, and you're listening. I'm like, and bro. And so are you. Yeah, that's what I'm so saying. So are you. Yet I mean, you what's the point? Him. These people are losing their freaking minds. And so he's just doing this long stuff. Well, he keeps bringing me up. And finally, this went on for like 18 hours. And and yesterday morning, I, I commented on there. So I said, dude, if you invoke my name one more time, I'm just, I have no choice but just to boot you. I've let you say everything you want to say. Because I try not to block or ban anybody. Sure. I've let you say what you want to say. And, you know, and he's like, well, as soon as your sheep quit, then, um, then I'll quit. You feel me? And I was like, yeah, I feel uh, you. Bye. Delete. You're out. And so. Did you block him? And uh, so he sends me a personal message that says, don't piss me off, Chad Prather. You're not that big of a deal. And I'm like, well, 
you're holding on by a thin thread there, bro. For 18 so, hours of your life, I was a big deal. Yeah, apparently but so. He felt the need big to enough deal you, to consume you. To send you a private message. Yeah. yeah. That, I yeah. Mean, People are funny. And, and I get that stuff all the time. So I, you have to block, and then you, ha- then you can ban from the pages. And I hate banning people because yeah. I want everybody involved. I want people of differing opinions. I want di- people who have different ideas to share those ideas. It's like a guy who came on the other day, and uh, dang it, what's his name? He said, he said, it was unclear kind of what he was saying, but I was kind of able to piece through it. He was like, I consider myself a, a neoliberal, and you know, I'd love to debate you. And I said, well, it would not be a lot of debating because basically I believe neoliberalism too. I'm a student of Friedrich Hayek, so you might be surprised at what mm-hmm. I what what you find out that I know. And so then he got into this big argument. He, the guy couldn't spell liberal though; he kept spelling L E B E R A L. And my <laughs> thing is, work on that, folks. Like if there's like if you wonder if there's a little red underscore underneath mm-hmm. the word when you type it out on your phone or whatever, you didn't do it right. That's what that means. That that's right. it means you didn't spell it right. So jump on the Google and try to figure out the spelling of that word. It'll correct you. It's not that hard. It's really not that hard just to figure out how to spell something. But but that's that's beside the point. I still especially if that's how you identify. If you identify as a neoliberal, <laughs> learn how to spell neo dash liberal. Like you're not a liberal. You're not a liberal. You got to be careful when you say that because that could be like a lesbian mixed with a liberal. Which mm. you're a liberal. Mm-hmm. A lesbian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're making up words now. I love this. This is the beautiful thing I like about the Chad Brather show. They told me to sit up so that people could see my handsomeness. See, like, but lesbian. I feel chunky because of this lady. You're not fat. Oh, I'm not fat, but I'm chunky. <laughs> You're, like You're still the in bear. the same pants. Yeah, now, I don't know what pants. the button's saying, but yeah, they're the same pants. I would stretch your pants. Yeah, stretchy pants are good. I have gained. I've gained. You know, I'm up. I'm up. I'm. Up. I stay up. I go up, down, up, down, up, down. But I'm up. But you're real. I've pretty much stayed up. Okay. For a while now, and I'm okay with it. Comfortable in my own skin. My wife loves me. That's all that matters. Yeah. My girlfriend. Working out every day too, right? <laughs> I, 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 I'm not working out every day. I'm no. getting back to it. I'm getting. I'm getting in the swing. Travel's hard, Stephen. I know it. it is hard. We're going to Ireland this week. Yeah. It's hard, Stephen. Hard. And I got to figure out a way to sleep on that airplane because I can't. Uh, I can't either. I, I I have the apneas, right? <laughs> yes. Especially when my wake my wakes all of up. Them? I have all the apneas, <laughs> and so I. When I'm trying to sleep on the plane, mm-hmm. or, or sleep in general, but it's bad when I. It's weird because when I try to fall asleep on the plane, I can inhale and then I can't exhale. It catches, so I have to inhale really, really deep, and then I can exhale. It's weird. So here's what I'm going to get. I'm going to get one of those little mini CPAPs. Have you seen those things? You shove them in your nose, right? They went, No, these things are like half a pound. They're like this. And you still got to put the mask on. Sure. Which is going to look fantastic in first class. Get your apple teeny. <laughs> I'm in row like 30 to Ireland. You're going to be sexy. Get I don't it. care anymore. See, that's my point. I don't care anymore. Somebody asked me yesterday. I did a magazine interview uh, uh, Saturday. Someone asked me, they said, have you, um, what, how do you deal with the stuff online? You know, when the stuff comes at you and the, basically the haters and how do you deal with that? I'm like, look, here's the thing. You've heard me say it over and over again. I'm not apologizing for what I say. I'm not apologizing for things. And let me tell you why I'm not apologizing. Let let me, let me take you to church for a minute. First of all, the idea of forgiveness is rooted in love. 
It's rooted in love, mm-hmm. okay? Same as grief. You can't grieve over something you don't love, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the idea of being able, like, like if, if I want, if I need you to forgive me, if I want you to forgive me for something I've done wrong and I'm apologizing, which is the essence of what apologizing is. If I need you to forgive me, well, that's because I love you and I want you to love me. I hope you love me. Mm-hmm. And so I want your forgiveness. And that's why I want to do that. Now, if there's a grown ass man out there who is by his own volition and choice making the decision and personal responsibility to watch the things that I'm saying online on a daily basis and it's bothering him to the point that he has got to attack me and now demand that I apologize so that he can issue his forgiveness to me, then I have to remind somebody, and I'm doing it right now because I won't do this online, but I will tell you, you don't love me because you don't know me. So why in the hell am I going to apologize for something that you arbitrarily subjected yourself to volitionally when you didn't have to do it at all? Nobody held a gun to your head and said, watch the Chad Prather show. Mm-hmm. You did it because you wanted to do it or you came across it and you chose to linger. Bottom line. Now, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And for you to want me to apologize in order to take care of your feelings or to make sure culture continues to like me, well, culture doesn't love me. Therefore, why am I going to apologize to culture? I'm not going to do it. And I had a douchebag who jumped on here. He gets on Instagram all the time. And, you know, he's like, oh, you know, because I made this comparison to Kevin Hart recently mm-hmm. about Kevin Hart apologizing on Ellen. He's like, you compared yourself to Kevin Hart. He's got 80 million. No, I didn't. I'm talking about his actions. Mm-hmm. I would not engage in his actions, the same actions. It's ridiculous to do that. I wasn't comparing myself, but people, again, they got to get on there and they got to try to make, you know, they got to come at you. They got to come at you. Don't come at me. Look, I read my messages. I see the comments. I see the things people say, you know, you, you can say anything you want to say. To me online where we're public we're going to stay in the public but if you think you're going to get to us and like hurt our feelings or something or make us feel now nah, we're just going to they're just trying to validate their own existence or uh, in many in ways way. it is an insecurity mm-hmm. it's a narcissistic machiavellian a machiavellian tendency to go on and be a troll-like behavior in order to get attention it's just like spanking a dog it's still attention the dog will cry all night long knowing you're going to come in here and beat its ass with a newspaper <laughs> But <laughs> it reminded me of a funny story I can't tell. But but the dog's still getting attention. But do you get the same kind of message, or not same kind of message, but messages from people that think that you can tell them something that will change their life? Like I will tell you this. I got a message on Twitter the other day where a guy said, hey, I want to ask you something. And I said, okay, what's up? And he said, just need to pick your brain for a second. So I didn't respond again because I'm like, I've already said what's up. So finally, it took about two days. Hey, you still there? And I'm like, I'm not, I don't answer that kind of thing. I've already said, what's up? So then he said, well, I got, I got a question I want to ask you. So I took a screenshot of it. I sent it over to Allison, my assistant. Everybody knows Allison. And she said, it's going to be, and she listed off six things. She said, it's going to be one of these things. They want you to do this, 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 or this. And so sure as enough, I took a screenshot of the message that came back. He hit four of the six. Mm in the message and it was a mile long because I'm telling you, there's nothing new under the sun. When people start sending their messages, which I highly value because I highly value the listenership. I highly value the support, the people who tune into this thing day after day. But, but it's like people are so predictable in that regard and the people and and there was nothing wrong with that guy sending me that message. Nothing at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, but the people who come at you with the vitriol and the anger and the stuff like that, like, 
you don't know me and I don't know you. People who do actually know me and have a personal relationship with me tend to like me. You have just formed an opinion in your head about an online persona that you'll never meet. And you've just decided, I don't like this guy because this guy in some way reflects something going on inside of me that I'm not happy mm-hmm. with. And so, that guy doesn't like how much attention yeah. you're, I mean, honestly, he's got, that there's, jealousy. Part of it. there's jealousy behind it because what you're saying, so many people agree with Yeah, and they follow you and they're like, thank God somebody's saying what's in my head. Cause some of the things you say, to be honest, people are afraid to speak. Yeah. They just are because we're like, oh, my gosh, can we talk about blackface? I'm scared to talk about blackface because I'm white. So I'm, I'm going to get in trouble for even saying the word blackface. Yeah, Megyn you know? Kelly lost her job with NBC for even talking just about at, blackface. No, she was asking, right? She's she asking, asking about it. Yeah. And so I don't know that I see something wrong. And so gone. You know, so people are afraid. And, of course, with social media, this doesn't help. They're afraid to say anything. Yeah. When I put something political, um, and I don't do it often, actually, but what, if I do, it's interesting how many people won't comment just because they're afraid to be al- aligned with something yeah. that somebody might think that all of a sudden, oh, am I racist? Well, what I have to remember, and I get messages, or I see people in public, people that I know personally, and they'll say, hey, man, I saw that you did this and this and this. And I'm like, I would never know that you even were watching it because you don't say anything, you don't react. And they're like, well, I can't. And I get that. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, there's a lot of people who, you know, their business, their profession, their blah, blah, blah. I, I made this choice. It was a hard choice. I made this choice to come out and be able to say, this is what I believe. These are my convictions. I'm going to share them with the world. I'm not trying to convert anybody, but mm-hmm. I will I will make fun of what I make fun of, and I will try to tell you why I believe what I believe. And if you choose to come along with it, too, I got a great review, and I encourage people to give reviews to the podcast. Someone, and I posted on Instagram on my story where somebody said, I used to not care anything about politics, but you changed yes. my mind. And, and, and now I look at it in a more positive light and all these things. And, and that's what I hope to do. I mean, that's, that's the whole reason we do what we do, because I, I just got tired of putting my head in the sand and hoping that everything's going to be okay. And then I go online and I hear people who say, well, I just want Jesus to come back. Jesus is returning soon. I don't disrespect your convictions and desire for that, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you, if you are a Christian or a person of faith, whatever, and you truly believe in the quote, kingdom of God, a kingdom of dominion. That is a battle term. You can't do business while trying to go out of business. Mm -hmm. And so basically the Christians have hung a a, we're going out of business sign on the window and nobody wants to come do anything with you anymore because you're just waiting on the Lord to come take you home. Come get me, Jesus. Hallelujah. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. We got to take it back. You've Mm got to take it back. Did you see over the weekend there was... uh, some weird ass person sitting on the bar that were that, that had the little Halloween thing of, of a pregnancy and had a, had a pregnant belly and took a knife and stabbed into it and peeled a bunch of guts out and took a baby doll out and was like licking it and had I'm, all the did not umbilical cord and stuff and everybody in the bar was just cheering and cheering and cheering and I'm like you people parade this crap around I'm like the devil walks among us son and and then, I, and then I'm like yeah but y'all gonna get mad about Covington kids and MAGA hats and you know, Russia and Ukraine and Orange Man bad and now, all this wait. stuff. But you guys are going to keep. And then you had the, the tranny, the the transgender vestite, whatever freak it was, who's reading a book to kids and Sharon spreads Stoneham. open and their ding dong falls out in the middle mm-hmm. of the kids, you know, story time. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a Christmas shoes right there. <laughs> all of it's just it's all fake. Every bit of the fake outrage, the fake hate, the. The fake like, but I don't think it is, Steve. That's the thing. I I don't think it is. I think, I think that it. I think that in many cases, 
It is because it gives people a sense of like like people like Tom Arnold and Alyssa Milano and and, uh, you know, Michael Rappaport, these people who get online, Rob Reiner, these people who get on Twitter and just lose their freaking minds over Mm -hmm. Robert De Niro. Like a lot of that is they got a little bit of attention from it and they're like, "Ooh, now how am I going to top it? I got to top it. And it's popular in their circle. It is. And I'll tell you why here in a second, because I got a theory on that when it comes to Trump. But but the thing is, people out there, they listen to this and they become rabid believers in it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, this orange man occupying the, the White House, the Oval Office, is going to destroy us all. Mm-hmm. Going to destroy us all. And so when you throw things around about traditional values or anything, see, see, the people in Hollywood, they look at Trump and to them, he's one of them. And he betrayed him. And so you take a lot of these people out there, like, you know, your George Clooney's of the world, and I'm just throwing that name out, who, who are going to go, this guy? Because let's face it, Trump is Trump. I mean, mm-hmm. Trump is just like the dude that came to the party and everybody loved him. And yeah, he was probably, you know, they made fun of him a little bit. And he was just Trump because he was Trump. But they're going to get that selfie with him. You know, he was Trump. He came to the party. He was one, he was one of their guys. And now they're looking at him going, who the hell are you? Can you imagine one of your siblings all of a sudden, you know, you know, or your cousin that, that you know used to come and sit on the couch and eat all the fried chicken? Like, who ate all the legs? <laughs> <laughs> Early, Earl did it. <laughs> Early Johnson did it. And, and you're like, and now he's president of the United States. And you're like, are you kidding me? What the hell? My cousin I'm used to, to eat all the dark guy. meat. <laughs> is the president? Of the free world. And see, and see now, <laughs> Hollywood looks at that, and the left looks at that, and they're like, Whoa, who is this guy to be telling us anything, to be blowing up our Baghdadi? And that's just a theory, you know? Prophet has no honor in his hometown. Mm-hmm. But uh, whatever. But, but back to the pulse. You say Trump, and people lose their freaking minds. Mm-hmm. They lose their minds. You can hang your ding-dongs out and walk down the street in front of kids. You can stuff dollar bills in a garter belt of a kid who's dancing is 12 years old. And if you say anything about him, it's hate speech. You can sit there and listen to Greta Thunberg talk about, I ruined my reich, my While she's on tour. Yeah. <laughs> so where is she, Candace? Do anybody know where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Well, she wanted to be back in school. Yeah, well, I don't think so. <laughs> I've never known a kid who wants to be back in school. <laughs> she hasn't been back to school since. Uh-uh. No, she ain't been back in school. She's too busy making a worldwide tour. Well, Drinking in the cash. Week, what? She, uh, as of last week, she rejected a major environmental award that had like a big prize to, to it. And so she declined receiving the money or the award um, in lieu of politicians accepting and realizing that climate change is happening. So that was last week. Um, she rejected so the award. Yes, she rejected the award, and it came with $52,000. She also rejected that. She just said that politi- politicians need to listen to uh, the climate cha- change movement huh. instead of giving out awards for it. So there's huh. that. She's still not back home right now. Um, and I have yet to see, I don't know if she's made her way down through South America like she nah, planned we've yet. heard of that. We would have heard about yeah. that. So she needs to I, pick up a trash bag and pick up trash along her way while she's going. Get out there with my boy Scotty Pressler. He's picking up trash all across America. I mean, Here's a dude that's a dog, dog walker from Virginia. He's uncleaned up 500 tons of trash around America. Crazy. 
Went to the White House. You got that other kid that's invented that thing that helps take the plastic out of the ocean. And uh, he's actually doing something. What's Greta doing? She's missing school. (laughs) She's missing school and rejecting awards. All bark. Where's her bite? Well, here's here's where this climate change thing will take you. See, watch it. I'm going to trigger them. You ready? I'm going to trigger them. Can't Don't worry, do, we're gone in two weeks anyway. You can't do you can't do anything anymore. You can't talk about anything, can't say anything, because it's all going to infect affect the environment. Everything is. Infect was right. It's going to infect. It's already <laughs> infected, but anything you do is affecting. Like us running these lights in the studio is probably affecting things. Oh, that reminds me. I just was reading over these, this stuff, and there's one about watching Netflix, how it affects the environment. I have to go through it. I've got all this paper. I got handed a book when I walked Steve in. Steve doesn't morning. read. I can't find Can it. Can y'all imagine Stu Bergere doing this to Glenn Beck in the middle of his, <laughs> while he's sitting there talking. And all hey, that's be why like, I'm not on the Glenn Beck show. Just sitting there all of a sudden be like, oh, I rem- I'm reminded of something. Where's all the paper coming mm-hmm. from? <laughs> Maybe I'm I mean, making this up. No, I'm really I saw it. Something. Steve, I'm getting to a point here. Oh, okay. Sweet Lord. <laughs> Climate activists, they're after, they're coming for your binge watching. Yeah. That's the deal. Put the paper down, Steve. He's right. Chad's right. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> they want your binge watching. 30, 34%. There's a study out there. 34% of traffic goes to streaming services such as Netflix, Amazon, Prime, Hulu. And the second leading source comes from web porn. The main energy drain <laughs> comes from streaming serv- <laughs> services, servers, and they contribute about 0.3% of all carbon emissions. Now, so basically what they want you to do is turn your TV off. They want you to quit streaming stuff, digital videos, all of these things. They're very large file sizes. You've got to transfer those files, and apparently that's destroying the earth. It's creating carbon emissions. And by the way, folks, I will just tell you a little point of fact. You know how you're like, i got to turn my TV off. It's, it's taking up energy. Your TV, that big flat screen LCD, whatever thing it is hanging on your wall, takes as much energy when it's off as when it's on. That's the way it is. If it's plugged into the wall, it's mm. putting out the same amount of energy as when it's on. That's I the, don't believe that. Well, that's why they make them the way they make them. So there you go. So you need to unplug it. You would have to unplug it for it to stop, yeah. Stop. Because that's the whole deal. So that's what's going on. I try to leave mine on all the time then, so... Are you high? <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> we got to get out of here, folks. Go to where podcasts are offered. Give us a five-star rating. Pray for Steve. Mm-hmm. Pray for America. Pray for our future. Pray for your president. Pray for these people who have Trump derangement syndrome. Pray for the planet. Uh, there was a uh, <laughs> It was a vegetarian. In Australia, ate one hamburger, got hooked, became a butcher. I know. <laughs> I get it. It's the power of meat, baby. Yes. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> anyway, we love you. <laughs> Watch us on YouTube. Share it with your friends, please. And uh, like I said, let's do it where podcasts are offered. You guys are awesome. You're amazing. Continue to come here. Hot news, Natalie. Natalie Woods, 22, at Natalie Woods, 22. Found it. Party foul, Steve. <laughs> Go to PartyFoundation.com, watch Chad.com, find me out on the road, and we love you. God bless. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.